Hello, my name's Amy and welcome to The Voice Podcast. On this episode, we'll listen to an interviews with Keely Douglas, talking about kids' black history on YouTube. I am Sashka, the assistant editor of Voice. Um, last week, you were joined by Hamish, who took over for me as I wasn't feeling very well, and he did an interviews, but I am back, and we have very interesting um, guest today as part of our Black History Month segment. We're going to be talking to Keely Douglas, I hope I've said that right, in case it's Kaylee, um, who is the creator of Kids Black History, which is a series on YouTube. And Keely's going to be talking to us about how she got started, um, what it's like creating content and why Black History is so important for kids to learn. Hello. Hello. Hi. You said my name right, by the way. Keely. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. No worries. Really excited. (laughs) Yeah. So, why don't we just start off by um, introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your creative background and who you are? Yes. So, I'm Keely Douglas, uh, the creator of Kids Black History. Um, I'm also a teacher as well, um, so I'm juggling two things at the moment. So I'm creating Kids Back History, which is a TV series on YouTube that teaches young children between, so our target audience is between the ages of like zero to about eight years old. However, many, many other children are watching on beyond that age and are learning and co-watching alongside with their children which is amazing to see um but yeah i'm also managing teaching children in the classroom as well um i'm also head of year at secondary school um so yeah i have a lot a lot going on <laughs> um in terms of like the creative background um so i've always had that creativeness in me um probably from birth um i studied like media studies when i was at school Um, In college, I studied art, so I've had that creative sense. However, in terms of the creative knowledge to create Kids Black History, that has come from a lot of self-taught aspects. So I've gone on YouTube and I've learned a lot about what it takes and what's involved, you know, to create um, a show that's good enough, you know, to be watched and appreciated, etc. I've used Adobe Creative Cloud and I've learned a lot of the tutorials because initially, this was started solely, you know, by myself. So I had to, you know, get everything going. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's taken a lot. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I mean, everyone's like, oh yeah, I want to have a YouTube channel. And then you get there, you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is a lot of work. Yeah, the work is intense. <laughs> so what inspired you to create your channel, like Kids Black History? What inspired you to create that? Um, well, the first <laughs> aspect was time. So um, it's a lockdown baby, it was created in lockdown. Um, I had all this time, um, I was homeschooling my daughter um, who's six years old. Um, And doing that, I found like a massive gap in the curriculum, which of course um, I knew and a lot of people obviously knew that that gap was there. Um, So through being at home, I just thought, what can I do to not only um, educate my daughter at home, but educate others, you know, across the UK, beyond the UK, across the world, um, on black history. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a topic, obviously, that's close to the heart. Um, so I thought about doing this. We already had a YouTube channel um, that I was working on already. Um, and I thought, you know, should I do this alongside the channel that I've already got? Or should I create something completely separate 
um, which is what I decided to do. So I created Kids Back History as a separate entity. I thought, you know what, people just need this central place, this one place to go to where they could learn um, black history that they don't know already mm-hmm. or expand on, you know, black history topics that people want to learn more about, yeah. um, which is why I created it. And also um, the target audience. So black history at the moment is, you know, it's I feel like it's very generic. Um, so I wanted to create Kids Back History to target that young audience. So we give children who are so small the first, kind of like an opening to Black History. It's the first that they may ever be learning this, these topics. Mm-hmm. So it needed to be age appropriate for those children, um, which is why we've done it in a very like light-hearted. You're learning so much, but it's very light-hearted. Um, it's very positive, um, and it's done to just infuse and engage like a very young audience. Yeah. And your daughter, she's actually the host of your um, YouTube show, isn't she? Yeah, so six-year-old Raya, she started when she was five. Um, Yeah, she hosts and presents Kids Black History, um, which is... No, it sounds really, really young, but this is what she is. She's just that ball of energy. She's perfect. She's just so perfect for like being a presenter and a host. Um, and not only does she do history, she's in that industry as well. So yeah, so she's got an agent. She does acting. Oh, um, so yeah, yeah. So this this is her thing. And Kids Back History as well gave her that opportunity during that lockdown phase to keep practicing her craft. Yeah. Um, and I feel that the fact that she's had this, I mean, she's completed 72 episodes where she, you know, she sat at that table and she's recorded. And that that is a lot for, you know, a child of her age, let alone all the other things that she does, the auditions that she she does for, you know, her agent, etc. Um so yeah, she's just grown and grown. She's currently on um Milkshake TV um presenting a show for black history on there so yeah she's doing amazing things and kids black history has really opened the door um obviously for us as a company but for her as well and she's six that's <laughs> so many yeah. is a lot for anybody let alone a six-year-old yeah yeah oh wow no that's amazing maybe next time we'll have her on here like yeah let's interview. yeah and i can see <laughs> that comment rude. there as well yeah she loves it <laughs> yeah so, like talking about Kids Back History, like you said, it is it is very generic. Like, what I mean, what gap do you feel like you're filling in the UK's education system by having this show? Yeah, so a massive gap in the education system. I mean, I'm in the education system myself, being a teacher, and also I'm seeing it, you know, being a parent as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of parents that um, black parents have to, they find they have to educate their child at home. Mm-hmm. because you know there's no trust in our system and um, black history is not on the national curriculum so we have to do what we can elsewhere to get this th- this education out there so kids black history is like a little portal that you can go to even if it was just to get topics that you could cover and I think what's important for schools to realize is that black history can be spread across the curriculum and be integrated into curriculum subjects so on kids black history and we've just launched our website we've shown um schools we've shown parents that we can include black history within science we can include black history within geography and there are ways to do that there's ways to access the curriculum through you know seeing these representations of black people and black excellence um within these subjects so that's what i think schools need to realize and the gap the gap is huge i mean 
black history goes to the, I mean, a lot of schools are working on an anti-racist policy at the moment. Um, and we just had a seminar, a seminar at our school recently. And a lot of it comes down to history. And that's what everybody was going back to. It's the lack of knowledge and history within our curriculum, within our schools and within the teachers themselves. I mean, these are the people that are educating our children yeah. um, and they need to be educated as well in how to deliver this content. So at the moment, um, the education that we're getting on black history in our schools, some schools are not delivering it correctly um, because they don't have the guidance or the knowledge there. So that is really, really important that it is delivered in the correct way. Yeah. And also just yeah. sometimes that is just even delivered at all. Like I went to quite a lot of schools growing up and the only thing that they talk about is slavery and black history goes way beyond and you know that so yeah absolutely yeah. It's, it's great what you're doing yeah and even the point that you made that is something on kids black history that um i am steering away from especially because of our target audience and the audience is so young mm -hmm. the civil rights movement um the atlantic slave trade we are staying away from that because we are introducing being kids black history we've got such young audiences we're introducing black history to these children and these these audiences it needs to be positive and it needs yeah. to come for a root so um, for us, we start in Africa, the motherland. That's where the root of our teaching comes from. And that's where schools um, need to start with that positivity. Someone's actually just asked a question. Um, have you had any feedback from schools? And I'm actually quite interested myself to know if you have. Yeah, so there's a lot of schools that um, have us on their website that are using Kids Black History as a resource, which is absolutely amazing. And actually, one of the things that we're going to um, launch is actual written resources to go along with our episodes. So, we, you know, we're starting to release that um, via our website. Um, I actually had a really interesting meeting at my daughter's school um, only last week. Um, and they came to me about you know, their curriculum, we sat down there and we had, you know, the curriculum map all out on the table and we spoke about um, what key stages would, you know, study what aspects of black history at what stage. Um, and that was really, really interesting. And and they are actually starting with Africa, the motherland, which is which is amazing. They had a lot of things in place already, but there was a lot that they they didn't realize. And there was a lot um, that they they really considered um, just e even little things, even if we take out the actual curriculum itself, it's like the representation um you know when children get photocopies or assemblies delivered the images that they see within the these these um these pictures uh, you know it could be just a, a hand pointing on the page but if it's always a white hand you know that impacts very negatively on black children so it's the it's the little things within yeah. schools that they really really need to be doing more and I said I said to them as well I said my daughter has really started to recognize that she's a minority within um not only her school so she's mentioned her class like she said you know there's only six um, black children mummy in in her class and she said oh when I go to ballet I'm the only one and there's lots of different things and I, I spoke to her school about this I said it's really important for you to you know teach these children these diverse children that go to your school that yes they are a minority here but actually they're not a minority in the wider world mm -hmm. and I think you know that's really really important that schools can deliver content in that way that they realize how important they are in society and in the wider world yeah absolutely and I think it's it's really amazing that like you know even if it's just your daughter's school to start with that they're bringing you in they're sitting you down talking to you about it they're asking you know for your advice your opinion like what you're doing is making an impact and it's already starting to enact some change so 
Yeah, I mean, it's, let me just say, it's not it's not easy. And even though um, I'm talking to you about it, it sounds very simple. I mean, that conversation came from actually a negative experience with Black History Month. Um, and my daughter misinterpreted some information that they were delivering. And I had to go to the school and actually just have a meeting about that. Um, and then we had these conversations. So even still, even when we're pushing for this, sometimes it's not easy to get through the door. Yeah. And we have to work really, really hard, you know, to get our message across and, you know, what we're trying to achieve. That's that's just like our story in general, really, isn't it? Like, that's sadly. Yeah. But I mean, at this, I, I would say at this point, like the fact that you are, I'm, it was terrible. It had to come from a negative experience. But the fact that the yeah. conversation has now opened up, then it can continue to, you know, go from there, hopefully yes definitely <laughs> yeah let's hope they don't just stop at black history month and continue that throughout you know because even when it comes to english it's always you know like white authors and the books that we study there's so like you said there's room for it to spread throughout the whole curriculum and all different subjects so i really hope that they are starting to listen yeah exactly yeah so talking about black history month then what does black history month mean to you yeah, so Black History Month is really, really interesting because you can see there's there's positive elements to Black History Month. And then there are the, the kind of cons as well. So I think the positive side of Black History Month is it's a platform. It's an opportunity for, you know, Black creators to, to get noticed, you know, people of Black origin to be appreciated, to be acknowledged. Um, and it's, it's almost like a limelight on what they do. And there's, there's you know, so much happened this, this Black History Month, you know, on television. You're starting to see more and you're starting to see the effort that the media are making um, so it's good and there's a lot of programs out there that you know we're, we're able to see in during Black History Month which is brilliant that's great um, however there is a limitation because it is Black History Month you know it is just October and I think that limitation kind of separates Black history from history and Black history is just history it's just from Black origin so history you know it's world history so i don't think that we it, black history should be in that box and that goes down to what we do at kids black history you know i wasn't doing this for you know october i was doing this for every single week so you can access kids black history and i don't do anything special or anything different during october because i mean october is just a month is literally just a month this is what's like being acknowledged in the uk um but our history is you know every day um so yeah, you can see, I can see the positive sides to it um, from where we've come from. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's been an opportunity, but I think where we are now, I think it's time to get out of that box of Black History Month and open it up and make this, you know, a worldwide, everyday occurrence. There yeah. is no history of Black History, so exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I always go, it's, it's the same with any kind of like calendar kind of event, like, oh, a month for this or a day for this. I'm like, it just needs to be interconnected with everyday lives because there's whatever kind of person it is, they're dealing with it, you know, all the time. So now I can. Yeah, agree. we're celebrating. We celebrate every day. So like you've already said, you are a teacher. You also have a different YouTube channel. Then you've got Kids Black History. How do you mm -hmm. kind of juggle? I don't even want to say juggle because you seem like you're doing fine. But how do you kind of navigate content creating and then your everyday teaching life as well? Okay, this is this is kind of what people do not see. It is not easy at all. Like juggling, um, and I'm working um, as a teacher full time still. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the end goal 
is to dedicate my entire time to kids black history at the moment i'm juggling the both um and i'm working as i said i've got another channel so um it is intense and um people don't realize how much work goes into juggling just kids black history alone i mean the planning we we're delivering kids black history every single week so there's episode four o'clock um on wednesdays on youtube so the turnaround is very very quick you know in terms of planning um the episodes so writing the script you know that takes a lot of time um checking it over getting that to the editors and um, when you get the content back it's checking over the edits getting that sent back if any changes need to be done i mean and this is all within a very short time frame and mm -hmm. um, getting everything uploaded so you've got the logistics of just the upload of the actual content um, and then there's everything else like the business side of like managing kids black history and um, there's a lot that goes into it um whether it's you know pitching to companies and collaborating um the amount of emails that i get just on a day-to-day -day, um is intense so <laughs> at the moment it's like go to work uh, and then come home and work again and the laptop is just out until sleep I think I get about on average five hours sleep if I'm lucky um, per day. Um, so I'm actually enjoying this week at the moment because it's, you know, half term, but yes. it's an opportunity for me to work harder on Kids Back History and have, you know, more time. So I'm not really, I'm still not really sleeping because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here working. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a mum as well. Like, let's not forget this. Yeah, do you know what? That just comes so second nature. I even forget that that's a oh. job per se. Um, and yeah, even Raya, my daughter herself, um, I'm juggling a lot with her activities. I mean, even her being with the agency that she's with she might get an audition come in and we have to you know rehearse it and go through scripts and things like that but at the same time we've got to record at home and yeah we've got a lot going on life is so busy um so intense um and like i said we just had the milkshake deal come through and we were working hard on that so yeah um it's not easy but every little moment is worth it just even one comment where you know someone's watching um, the show and they say what they've gained from it and you know I've I've had emails from people in America Canada let alone the UK just saying they're watching it with the, the K1 classes um, it's absolutely amazing it's so rewarding it's so worth it so um yeah take it in my stride <laughs> I mean you sound like you're doing incredible but I can imagine how exhausted you must be please find yeah. time to sleep <laughs> I'll try <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have a couple more questions of my own, but I'm very, like some people are writing in. So would Kids Back History be willing to film in Africa as it's talked a lot about on your YouTube channel? That's the question. Africa is, that is the absolute dream um, to film um, abroad, especially of course in Africa, in the motherland. Um, and we've actually, we've spoken about this actually um, in doing this. It's just been really difficult with the COVID restrictions. Um, and also with time because there's so much we're trying to do but yes that is the bigger picture that is something that would be absolutely amazing I can just imagine us doing an episode with you know the pyramids in the background <laughs> you know on ancient Egypt that would be absolutely amazing oh, hi to everyone that's tuned in as well <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean <laughs> Keely you're so determined and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be an Egypt video in a year or something like i yeah. just i just loving your energy right now like it's just so oh, yeah. thank you so much <laughs>
Um, when it comes to other questions, I will obviously get you to plug at the end where your website and social is and everything. But um, yes, obviously you created this during lockdown and for some people creating was like just really hard during lockdown. You had the time on the one hand, but then you just had like that feeling of being stagnant and just wanting to go outside. How was it for you? Was it really creative and productive or was it sometimes just like, oh, I can't do this anymore? Do you know what? I was one of those people. Hi, Mikey and his wifey. <laughs> um, I was one of those people that loved the lockdown. Like, that was my time. I think everything was just a bit intense, just at work. Mm. Um, and the just routines. So I actually had time with my child. That was amazing to actually just have, have a lot of time with her and just take her almost like a time out. So I had a moment of that time out and I had a lot of thinking time during lockdown. Mm. And that's what sparked... Um, the the idea and the you know the creative behind kids back history and then it just gave me that element of time because I just I think about this all the time I think if I didn't have that lockdown period even if this idea came to me and what needs to be done um, and of course the 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 events with George Floyd really sparked you know my passion to to really make this happen but I just think if I didn't have that element of time and I was having to juggle you know the normal routine would this have been what it is today um, and I'm not sure so you know I'm really thankful for that time that we had and I just I said to myself I'm going to make the most of this time because you know it's time that you're never going to get back yeah. and yeah. it's time that I'm going to look back on and say you know what could I have done what you know what could I do this time what can I do these ideas and actually put into action um, so yeah it's just it's kind of been like a dream come true with ha having that time creating what I've created and then to still be working on it now where it's going from strength to strength it's been amazing I mean so many two episodes already so oh. <laughs> more to come I'm sure yeah yeah so um last well last question ish um what advice would you give to parents on well obviously tell them to go and watch your YouTube channel but what other advice would that was you... the first one <laughs> yeah that was the first one like what other advice would you give to parents on making the history accessible to their kids yeah so of course um apart from going to kids black history every Wednesday at four o'clock um I think it's being really careful with the topics that you teach your children and most importantly make it positive make it 100% positive because the, the elements that you might get from elsewhere from the media from school you know it, it, sometimes it's not done correctly so I think when you're do, at home and you are picking and selecting the right um, education in black history for your child make sure it's positive black history start with you know celebratory um, achievements of black people of black events of Africa the motherland um, that was my next thing start with the motherland it is the root of everything um, you know before do everything before civil rights before slavery make that your your absolute root um, and also give I think with children I think it's nice to have like an element of surprise with your children like did you know especially you know a lot of these children have already got their um, their ideas already from what they see around them so for them finding out that you know a black inventor has you know created something it's almost like oh wow I didn't know that and I think that makes it fun which is another key thing to do when you're teaching black history you know don't make it a chore don't make it like oh you just need to know this you know like a lesson make it fun and that's part of why we 
do kids black history in the way we do we should make it you know a fun entertaining show you know to the point where or you don't almost don't realize that you're actually learning something you're getting valuable information here because you're just enjoying it and you're laughing and you're finding bits funny um, and you're gaining all this knowledge um so yeah those are my main key points fun um entertainment surprise the motherland positive those are the key things and then, so final question i promise it's just so much fun talking to you um <laughs> what advice then would you give to those who want to make successful content on youtube okay so yeah youtube is a a tough one i think it's out of all the platforms i think youtube is almost the hardest one to to kind of grow at a quick rate with um but why I say it's hard is because it's consistency with YouTube. You know, you have to be so consistent with the content. So I think having an, like a schedule for what you're going to put out is really, really important. Mm. Um, and being consistent in terms of the content that you're going to put out there, the dates that you're going to release it. So for us, we do the exact same day and, the t and time every single week. Yeah. Um, even better if you can produce content multiple times a week. You know, the more content you have um, on YouTube, the better it is with your algorithm. Um, so I think that helps. Um, but yeah, also having just quality content for YouTube. I think if you look at YouTube now from where it used to be, the, the you know, it, it's people at home, but they're making these amazing videos, yeah. you know, that look like things that could be on television. And a lot of people are watching YouTube more than they're even watching TV. So the quality, you know, it's investing a little bit into it, not, not too much, because you need your growth, but invest in a little bit. I mean, when we started, one of the things um, I invested in was a camera, um, was a laptop that could handle the amount of videos that I would be uploading on there, um, good sound. These are just key things just so that people actually give your, your videos and your content a second look. Um, and I think very, very important for YouTube is your content has to be, it has to fit into its own niche and try and make it as unique as possible. Um, so, for example, with my with our channel, Black History, you know, it's something that other people have touched on, but our target audience is one specific audience, um, and we've done it in a completely different way than it's been done before. So I think if you are, it could be a topic that is well known, but do it in a different way to what you are typically seeing on, on the platform, um, and you will excel with consistency. It will happen, but give YouTube time yeah you have to you just have to give it a lot of time <laughs> so i mean yeah definitely invest because you put so much work into it you don't want someone to just kind of like click it and for a second and then just you know look away um so exactly, yeah, yeah really great advice well <laughs> Keely, where can people find you kids back history the website um, so we're in multiple places. <laughs> you can find us. Um, I would say mainly if you are watching our content, um, which is the main thing, uh, which is YouTube, um, Kids Black History. That's all you need to type in. We have our 72nd episode coming up today um, on Wednesday, four o'clock. Um, so you can rewatch all the episodes there. We've got playlists of, you know, different curriculum content where you can watch it. If you wanted to watch all our science videos or our geography videos, etc., you can all watch it there. We've just launched our website a couple of weeks ago. So we've got www.kidsblackhistory.com. You can, again, access our videos from our website. You can purchase 
<laughs> Kids Black History t-shirt um, from our website um, and you can gain access to some free resources that we have at the moment for Key Stage 1 um, and look out for some more resources, subscribe to our newsletter because we send out you know, some information what we've been up to. Also we're on Instagram at Kids Black History we are on Twitter at Kids Black History. <laughs> um, we are on Facebook at Kids Black History. I think that's about it. <laughs> look for us everywhere. <laughs> Have a look at Raya's um, Black History contribution on Milkshake as well. Done an amazing job. Yes. So, um, she's adorable as well. So yes, go and, <laughs> go and have a look. Yeah. Oh, Keely, well, it was lovely to speak to you. And thank you yes, so much you for joining. And um, yeah, everybody, thank you for watching. Any yes. other questions, go to Kids Black History on any platform and direct them to Keely. Yes. Thank you so much, Saskia. No problem at all. Take care. Today's episode was made possible by Voice Magazine, an online platform for young people interested in art and culture. You can read Voice over at voicemag.uk and find it on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as voicemag.uk. The voice contributors are also on Instagram over at voice.extra. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to, the contributors release the Voice Extra podcast every Saturday, where they talk about the pieces they've produced and the culture they've been enjoying. If you like this podcast, please consider helping us to make more with a donation of any amount at voicemag.uk slash donate. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the use of the track Thief in the Night. You can find more of his work at incomputech.com. Tom Innes was the executive producer and Amy Clulo was the editor.